Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into The Power of a Positive No by William Urey, a profound exploration of one of the most powerful words in any language No. Published in 2007, this insightful book addresses the common challenges people face with saying no, be it out of fear of upsetting others or uncertainty about asserting oneself. Yuri, a co-founder of the Harvard Program on Negotiation and a seasoned mediator with experience in conflict regions from the Middle East to the Soviet Union, brings his extensive expertise to show readers how to deliver a firm yet respectful no. The power of a positive no not only guides you through the art of refusal but does so in a manner that safeguards important relationships and demonstrates respect. Emphasizing the balance between strength and compassion, Yuri's method focuses on saying no in a way that promotes understanding and positive outcomes. This book is an invaluable resource, particularly welcomed by those who find themselves bending too often, including chronic people-pleasers, young professionals facing workplace conflicts, and anyone seeking to establish clearer and more respected boundaries without aggression. Drawing from his rich background, including working alongside President Jimmy Carter and authoring best-selling books like Getting to Yes, William Urey instills confidence in readers, empowering them to assert themselves while maintaining the very connections that define our personal and professional lives. Join us as we uncover the strategies to harness the power of a positive no, a skill that promises to transform conflicts into opportunities for growth and understanding. The Power of a Positive No How to Say No and Still Get to Yes. Introduction Unlock the Strength of a Well Placed No. In our bustling world, the word no carries an immense weight. It can erect barriers, delineate your personal space, and mark the extent of your willingness to bend. However, there's a hitch. Uttering this tiny word is surprisingly difficult for many of us. This dilemma arises because saying no is fraught with potential repercussions. How do we refuse extra work without risking a promotion? How do we decline our partner's requests? without wounding their feelings. Often, the path of least resistance is to reluctantly agree, a choice that breeds resentment or issues further down the line. Alternatively, a blunt no can feel like launching a missile, damaging relationships, and then there's evasion, which only compounds the problem. In an era where the lines between office and home blur more each day, mastering the art of saying no is crucial. This discussion unveils the art of delivering a positive no, a technique that enables you to assert your boundaries, cherish your time, uphold your values, and nurture your relationships, all without alienating those around you. Through this narrative, you'll learn the benefits of engaging in open, respectful conversations, the significance of affirming yes to your priorities, thereby protecting what's truly important to you, and strategies to steer outcomes in your desired direction. By embracing the power of a positive no, you can navigate the tricky terrains of both personal and professional engagements with grace, ensuring your boundaries are respected without sacrificing the connections that matter most. Part 1. Find your yes behind the no. 
It's a familiar struggle to many of us. The difficulty in saying no. This challenge takes on new dimensions when confronting addictions, such as to alcohol or drugs. While the knowledge that one should refuse sits clear in the mind, the journey to actually saying no can be a labyrinthine one, often spanning years. Consider the story of an individual who, after a long battle with alcoholism, found the strength to quit only when he became a grandfather. His turning point came from a desire to embody a positive influence in his grandchild's life. This narrative unveils a profound truth. A positive no is not simply a rejection or opposition. It's anchored in a deeper affirmative desire, a yes that lurks beneath the surface. The critical insight here is, to bring forth your underlying affirmative desire, you must discern the rationale behind your refusal. Typically, our denials are knee-jerk reactions under the influence of fear, guilt, or anger, ensnaring us in what the author terms as the 3A trap, accommodation, attack, or avoidance. These reactive no's lack the foundation of forward thinking and purpose. Thus, the next time you stand at the crossroads of denial, pause. Ponder over your genuine desires, the priorities that shape your life, and the reasons they hold value. A no, while expressly signaling rejection, is fundamentally driven by our aspirations. Imagine a scenario where a friend wishes to smoke in your living room. The refusal in this case springs not just from a dislike for the smell, but from a broader inclination towards maintaining air quality in your space. This pattern is replicable across various scenarios where denial becomes necessary. So when you're compelled to say no, delve into the motivations behind it. Consider the future you wish to create, uphold, or transform. Reflect on your needs, desires, and standards to pinpoint what stands paramount to you. Upon this introspection, you'll tap into your yes, the core intention that fuels your desires. An impactful intention is characterized by its positivity. It champions for something rather than opposing. Just as the individual who relinquished alcohol for the sake of his grandchild discovered, identifying what genuinely matters to you endows the strength to assert your no with conviction. With this newfound sense of purpose, the subsequent stride is to forge your no into an empowering assertion. Part 2. Strengthen your no with a strategic plan. B. Understanding your deep-seated yes is only the beginning. The real challenge lies in countering the inevitable resistance your no might face. That's where plan B comes into play, serving as your safety net, ensuring your intention doesn't just echo in a void, but stands its ground. Reflect on Rosa Parks' historic act of defiance. Her no wasn't a spontaneous reaction, but a well-supported stance against racial injustice reinforced by her activist background. Despite anticipating arrest, Parks was bolstered by a pivotal Plan B, the support of a burgeoning civil rights movement ready to rally behind her cause. The essence of the lesson is, to imbue your no with undeniable strength, it's imperative to devise a Plan B. Having a fallback plan does wonders. It transforms your refusal from a mere statement into a fortified position cushioning you against backlash and ensuring you're never cornered into desperation. 
This resilience stems from the assurance of having an alternative strategy ready to deploy. However, it's crucial to acknowledge that Plan B is seldom the cushioned path one might hope for. If it were, it would take precedence as Plan A. Consider the scenarios. An abusive work environment might propel you towards seeking transfer or lodging a complaint with HR. A faltering relationship could necessitate a painful decision to part ways. Though these alternatives might not be your initial preference, they serve as necessary safeguards to protect your well-being and values. So how do you sculpt a plan B? Kickstart the process with a brainstorming session, casting aside judgments to entertain even the wildest of ideas. From this playground of thoughts, refine and mold actionable strategies. Ask yourself, how can these seemingly outlandish ideas be pragmatically applied? In this creative endeavor, aim to chart a course that relies solely on your initiative, without dependent on another's cooperation. Ponder on the relief of walking away or the potential of engaging a mediator like a marriage counselor to bridge gaps. Remember, Resorting to Plan B isn't about compromising or conceding defeat. Rather, it represents a well-considered alternative pathway, set in motion should your initial refusal be contested. While it might not be the preferred route, being equipped with a Plan B endows you with a formidable sense of assurance. Armed with such confidence, you may find that the need to deploy your Plan B never arises. Part 3 winning acceptance for your no through respect. With your affirmative undercurrent identified and plan B at the ready, you're poised to approach the most challenging part, persuading others to understand and accept your refusal. The automatic reaction to a no is often one of disenchantment or humiliation, as many perceive it as a personal affront. At this juncture, the techniques of hostage negotiators become unexpectedly applicable. They're tasked with the delicate balance of refusing demands while safeguarding hostages. NYPD's seasoned negotiator, Dominic Messino, shares that the inaugural step in this tightrope walk is demonstrating respect. The pivotal insight here is, achieving agreement to your refusal begins with the extension of respect. Seems straightforward, right? The golden rule, treat others as you wish to be treated. The catch arrives when respect must be accorded to those we don't naturally esteem. Yet. Respect pivots on fundamental gestures, attentive listening and acknowledging the other's humanity. This differentiation is key. Respect does not mandate liking. Our aversion can cloud our recognition of another's fundamental humanity, impeding our understanding of the situation. In abrupt discourse, setting aside personal grievances to engage in respectful listening can illuminate the crux of the refusal. Engage in a dialogue with the aim to comprehend, not to contradict. As you've delved into your motivations, extend the same courtesy to uncover theirs. Pose questions to clear any misunderstandings and, wherever possible, give the benefit of the doubt. A thorough grasp of their standpoint enhances your capacity to have your no accepted. Upon hearing them out, extend respect by acknowledging their perspective. Such acknowledgement ensures your no is not perceived as a personal slight. Drawing from your experiences of feeling unheard can foster empathy towards their position. Alternatively, reaffirming the value of your relationship can express respect and care, irrespective of the disagreement. Remember, respect stems from a position of strength, 
and valuing oneself enhances the ability to value others. As the author points out, respect is an expression of yourself and your values. Having established your foundation, equipped with Plan B, and approached the dialogue with respect, you're now ready to present your positive no with confidence and clarity. Part 4. Paving the path to acceptance with a respectful yes. Imagine this. You're faced with the task of declining an invitation. Which approach sounds more palatable? A hesitant, uh, sorry but, no, or a considerate, I really appreciate the invitation and I wish I could join you, but I have prior commitments that day. The choice is evident, underscoring the nuanced art of refusal. A surprising yet pivotal aspect of articulating a convincing no is initiating it with a yes a principle that underscores the entire philosophy of delivering a positive numpada. This affirmative stance isn't about acquiescence, but rather an acknowledgement of your values and intentions, whether in the context of a professional proposition or a personal boundary. It's about demonstrating the underlying reason for your refusal. Acknowledging your intention up front mitigates the risk of disappointing someone. Furthermore, articulating the rationale behind your refusal is crucial not as a gesture of rejection, but as an affirmation of your personal or professional stance. Central to this approach is the art of communication. It's imperative to frame your no in a manner that distances it from a personal affront towards the involved party. The choice of words, the tone of voice, and even nonverbal cues play a crucial role in conveying respect and understanding. Embracing a non-confrontational language reduces the likelihood of defensive reactions, paving the way for a more receptive dialogue. The author highlights the significance of adopting the statements instead of you statements. Rather than attributing fault directly to an individual, focus on the situation at hand. Describing the issue in an objective manner shifts the discussion from personal criticisms to a more factual basis, facilitating a constructive conversation. Incorporating I statements serves to personalize your response, outlining how the situation impacts your feelings, wants, and needs. This method is particularly effective as it's challenging to dispute one's personal experience or emotional response. When blended with the statements, it could unfold as, when the work is delivered late, it impacts my ability to perform effectively. However, caution is advised in using I or feel as a preamble to disparaging comments. Honesty should not pave the way for derogatory remarks or judgments. In specific scenarios, an elaborate justification for your refusal may not be required or appropriate. For instance, during instances of sobriety when offered an alcoholic beverage, a simple no thank you suffices. The principle guiding this discretion is the recognition that not all circumstances necessitate an exposition of your personal reasons. Part 5. Transform your reality with the power of a confident no. Imagine a scenario as iconic as a wedding ceremony. The simple act of declaring I do is not merely an expression of emotion, but a transformative statement that transitions two individuals into a state of legal matrimony. This principle of transformation is equally applicable when you articulate a positive num. It's not just about conveying a sentiment or a wish. It's about firmly establishing your boundaries and shaping your reality through assertive speech. 
The essence of this concept is encapsulated in the notion that, by asserting your no, you delineate clear boundaries and forge a new reality. Children are the unsung experts of this powerful declaration. Their tantrums and steadfast refusals to comply with things as trivial as eating vegetables or donning an uncomfortable coat are their earliest exercises in autonomy. Through these acts of defiance, children are not just being contrary. They are asserting their boundaries and, in essence, affirming their identities. This illustrates the inherent potency of the word no. It's a defining force, a declaration of self. So, how does one wield such power without coming across as aggressive or combative? The answer lies in the subtlety of delivery. Your no should be a natural extension of your affirmative stance. Akin to a child so engrossed in play they unthinkingly assert, no, I'm busy. This effortless declaration comes from a space of confidence, untouched by the fear of displeasing others. As adults, we're more attuned to the feelings and perspectives of those around us. However, having clarified your own intentions allows for your refusal to emerge as naturally as breath, buttressed by the clarity and conviction behind it. It's critical to understand that the potency of your no doesn't require amplification through volume. It's not a shout, but a firm, calm statement. Including a polite thanks can smooth the edges of your refusal, bridging the gap between assertion and empathy. Alternatively, framing your no within the context of a personal guideline or policy can present it as a reflection of your principles rather than a rejection. For instances of outright inappropriate behavior, no becomes not just a boundary marker, but a clarion call for respect. Organizations specializing in self-defense, like Impact Bay Area, advocate for the use of a firm no over cries for help, highlighting its effectiveness in commanding attention and asserting autonomy. In embracing the concept of a positive no, it's vital to remember that your aim isn't to wound, but to safeguard your priorities and well-being. With this empowered stance, the next step involves bolstering your no with a constructive proposition transforming a moment of refusal into an opportunity for positive engagement. Part 6. Building bridges with a positive no and a constructive yes. Delivering a positive no doesn't mark the conclusion of a conversation, but rather the beginning of a negotiation aimed at mutual satisfaction. Especially when the dialogue involves people you care deeply about, like family or colleagues, the importance of preserving relationships cannot be overstated. So, how do you ensure your refusal is received with understanding rather than resentment? The essence of this approach is, a practical, mutually beneficial solution can pave the way for acceptance of your no. Think of it as effectively shutting one avenue while illuminating another. Not as a blockade, but as a redirection to potentially more fruitful paths. By proposing an alternative, you communicate respect for the other person's needs and exhibit a readiness to find common ground. Offering a counterproposal not only affirms the strength of your refusal, but also empowers the other party to articulate their boundaries, thereby restoring a balance of power. A constructive solution might present itself in various forms. An alternative to a request you're declining a suggestion for behavior modification if you're addressing someone's conduct, or a call for mutual respect in response to a standalone declaration, such as, 
opting out of alcohol consumption. Adding a simple, I hope you understand, can foster empathy, emphasizing your intention to maintain respect and connection despite the refusal. However, your proposed solution must be reasonable and considerate. Asking someone to curb their anger, for example, might seem unreasonable. Seeking clarification on the cause of their frustration offers a more respectful and constructive approach. Stay mindful of your tone and demeanor, as even the most rational proposals can be rejected based on delivery alone. The goal is not to enforce a win-loss scenario, but to explore avenues that cater to both parties' interests. If an immediate solution does not present itself, invite the other person to brainstorm potential outcomes with you. Having articulated your yeses, your no, and now a proposition for moving forward, attention shifts to the other person's response. As we delve into the final segment, we'll explore strategies for navigating towards a shared acceptance, ensuring that the conversation not only respects boundaries but also nurtures the underlying relationships. Part 7 Transforming Resistance into Acceptance with a Positive No. Imagine the scene President Lyndon B. Johnson's speechwriter Richard Goodwin determined to resign only to have his no countered by the president's expert mix of flattery, threats, and bribes, compelling him to retract his resignation. However, in everyday scenarios less charged than negotiating with a head of state, the act of saying no can still ignite resistance, ranging from disappointment to downright opposition. It's in these moments that the principles of a positive no are most crucial. The foundation of this strategy lies in to ensure your no is respected, you must facilitate the transition from resistance to acceptance. Expect reactions, whether they manifest as hurt pride, attempts to negotiate, or outright disbelief, as natural responses to unmet expectations. In these instances, your resilience and composure are key. Drawing from that same well of intent that informed your no, maintain your calm to help both parties navigate through the initial wave of emotions. Consider the wisdom of Sun Tzu, who advised building a golden bridge for your adversary to retreat across graciously. Could it be that the difficulty in accepting the no stems from a fear of losing face? If so, seek ways to minimize this loss extending a path that allows for dignity in retreat, fostering a compromise that honors both sides. Remember, the outcome of your positive no extends beyond the moment of refusal. It sets the tone for future interactions. Whether you're engaging with a partner, a former spouse, a customer, or a colleague, the real victory lies in laying the groundwork for enduring, authentic relationships. By asserting a positive no, you're not just upholding your values, but also nurturing the collective well-being, balancing personal integrity with communal harmony. Mastering this balance is indeed an art form, one that requires reflection and practice. Begin by analyzing your habitual responses to saying no. Are you more inclined to appease, confront, or evade? Identify who or what situations challenge your ability to stand firm. For those especially daunting confrontations, Consider practicing your dialogue with a trusted friend to refine your approach. Embrace the understanding that a positive no is not a rebuke, but a testament to your integrity and dedication to truthful engagement. 
It embodies strength, compassion, and the courage to confront difficult moments with grace. With time and practice, not only will asserting your no become second nature, but it will also enrich your relationships, fostering a deeper sense of authenticity and mutual respect. Final summary. It may seem counterintuitive, but the act of saying no can often open doors rather than close them. The art of delivering a positive no is not just about rejection or setting boundaries. It's about affirming your core values and intentions while navigating the delicate balance between personal integrity and the complexities of relationships. A positive no, delivered with clarity and respect, doesn't merely safeguard your time, values, and priorities. It also lays the groundwork for healthier, more authentic connections. This approach transforms the simplicity of no into a powerful tool for building self-respect and fostering strong, respectful relationships. Proving that sometimes saying no is the most positive step we can take. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then. Happy reading and happy listening.